Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Lincoln Financial Field. The Minnesota Vikings sadly lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, and the final score was 34-28. The Eagles ran all over a tired Minnesota Vikings defense and uh, an offense that was turnover prone like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game uh, made it that much easier for Philadelphia to win. It's Paul Allen with Pete Bursich. The Vikings are 0-2. The Eagles are 2-0. Yeah, Paul, and it's 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 one of those things where you can look in a lot of different places and you have a lot of different mistakes and a lot of things that you have to improve upon. But at the same time, you don't want to dig too deeply. I mean, when you're turning the football over at the clip that the Minnesota Vikings currently are, I mean, you're not you're not going to be in a lot of football games. We were able to get one back tonight, Theo Jackson of all people, surprised uh, getting one at safety. So. Defensively, I got to give a tip of the cap to Brian Flores and what they did and how they were able really to, I think, to take Philly out of their initial game plan. But these added possessions, number one, wore us out so we were not unable to stop the run, uh, especially at the end of the game, at the end of, you know, middle end of the fourth quarter. You know, those arm tackles just weren't, weren't getting there. So, um, you know, you got to. It's just so disappointing, Paul. It's so disappointing when you don't even give yourself a chance. The Minnesota Vikings through two games not only are 0-2, but they are minus 6 in the turnover differential. They were minus 3 against the Bucks, lost a close game, and uh, they had four lost fumbles this evening. Uh, Kirk Cousins, by the way, threw for four touchdowns against a zero interceptions. Philadelphia ran for 259 yards, including the best game of uh, DeAndre Swift's career, the former member of the Detroit Lions, uh, in his second game with the Philadelphia Eagles, went for a career-high 175 on six, uh, 6.2 yards per run. Uh, Devontae Smith also had um, the longest catch of his career. It was a 63-yard touchdown. He finished with 131 yards. Jalen Hurts, like last year, uh, ran for two touchdowns on the Minnesota Vikings. Let's get the thoughts from Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, talking to the media following the loss. Um, just starting out on the injury front, uh, you know, Josh Metellus had a, a little shoulder um, pop up. He returned to the game. Hicks, Jordan Hicks as well. Uh, unfortunate with Ole. Uh, cannot get into the details on, you know, it's just a, a, lo- a left leg injury. Uh, we're still evalu- evaluating him, but it does uh, does not look good. Um, really, really unfortunate and um, disappointed for him. And we'll provide some more details when we get a get more information on that. Um, Christian Darisaw tried to go, uh, you know, kind of aggravated uh, that left ankle in warmups. We hope to try to have him. Um, and then uh, Davenport uh, tried to go as well. Commend those guys on a short week, both trying to go. Um, but he, uh, you know, had that right foot kind of giving him some issues. Um, I, th- I think Caleb had cramps in, in return. But uh, just across the board, um, you know, very much similar to uh, last week, which uh, turning the football over, coming to this place, uh, NFC champions from a year ago at their place in their home opener, and you lose a turnover battle four to one with three of them being t- f- uh, fumbles, uh, or all four of them being fumbles. Um, seven to one in turnovers lost in, in two games, and we've lost by a combined nine points to two uh, playoff teams from a year ago. Um, so clearly, I've got to coach it better from a standpoint of something we talk about every single day. Uh, ball security is a major, major focus in our football philosophy. Uh, but clearly, um, I need to do a better job. And, and our staff, we've got to go back 
and continue to find ways to re-emphasize um, how important it is when you have the football in your hands um, playing for the Minnesota Vikings. Because, you know, like I said, we're, we're really not giving ourselves um, clean opportunities to win these games the way we've started. Um, and, and I've got to do a better job, and, and we've got to continue to emphasize it. Um, but there's a lot to, you know, a lot to be proud of from a standpoint of the guys. At the very rarely can you lose the turnover battle four to one and have a chance at an onside kick with a chance to win the game. But uh, clearly, um, you know, as much as they battled and defensively, you know, we we, you know, just put them on the field way too much, and uh, you know, we've got to find a way to right the ship from a ball security standpoint because that's a losing formula no matter how you look at it. Every single day we do some variation of, uh, you know, a ball security circuit, gauntlet drill, um, C2 split two, um, different variations of working the techniques and fundamentals um, that we try to apply when having the ball uh, in your hands. Um, we're probably going to have to continue to emphasize uh, different ways of drilling, um, you know, what what comes up, uh, you know, Alex's was kind of really Alex's and Brandon's are, you know, that one that one comes up a lot when you're going to the ground. Um, you know, finishing forward, and it's it's that it's that punch you can't see coming, where you need to have you know maintain those five points of pressure and 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 kind of all the way through the finish to the ground, and it's the hardest thing. And then Justin, um, clearly very you know nobody's more torn up about that one than Justin, um, but uh, we try to emphasize you know only reaching the ball out on fourth down. But he's a competitor, and he's playing a heck of a football game and making plays, and he's trying to do whatever he can to win, because that's ultimately what he cares about the most. Um, but that was incre you know, incredibly unfortunate at the time, you know, and, and, and a, a very similar to last week, late in the two-minute, end of first half, a chance to have the lead going into halftime. And then before you know it, um, the game got away from us. Kevin, on Justin's, it looked like when he caught that ball, he gets hit right away. And he was juggling a little bit. Yep. And did you have any conversation with the refs about whether that was they they looked at they looked at that um, they looked at that and 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 they basically said it was possession and then clearly with the reach it counted kind of as the football move um, I don't think um, you know my hope was that it just you know wasn't over the pylon and I thought that until we saw that last angle uh, from where I was standing it did not look like it went over the pylon but I think they were able to confirm that it did um, you know. I, I think uh, you know we just got to continue to emphasize decision making, technique, and fundamentals as far as the ball carriers go. But like I said, Justin's just trying to make a play in that moment, and the hardest thing to do uh, is to you know get a guy not to reach the ball out when they're that close to scoring a touchdown in a critical moment. What did you feel like just the amount of time the defense been on the field affected their ability to start the run? Yeah, I thought they I thought they did a good job early on. They provide they gave Philly some different looks. Um, played a different structure of defense to try to, you know, help in any way we could against the zone read and all the plays off of it. Um, they were just, you know, short fields and having to overcome. And eventually they were just, you know, putting too many tough spots. But uh, a couple times ball got thrown over our head. That's going to happen when you're trying to, you know, defend so many aspects of the run game and pressure looks and all those things. But um, those were big explosives down the field were, were, you know, hurt us because we were doing some good things early on. We wanted to make them have to drive it, um, wanted to run it, you know, first, second, third, first, second, third, and see if we could 
possibly turn the football over, but you know, with that with the turnover margin being what it was, they were just on the field too much. Yeah, yeah, we uh, it was past the 90 minute, and uh, you know, we kind of went into it where he'd be a true game time decision, and um, felt like with Questenberry and uh, Blake up, you know, hopefully we would be able to have really versatile guys behind um, those guys with Ole obviously willing to you know able to step in. Um, and, uh, you know, he just couldn't quite, uh, I don't know if there was an actual play in warm-ups or, you know, something that happened, but um, the hope was he would be able to go and, and just, you know, couldn't make it. That's it. There was a stretch where they were running the ball pretty good. I think it was that 16 yeah. play drive, and you guys had a relatively small lineup in there, I think, yeah. if I remember right. And sort of what's the, in your mind, what are you trying to accomplish with that type of, you know, where one defensive lineman or whatever? Uh, what's the upside of having that in? Yeah, schematically in that grouping, you know, it was really invited to get a lot of moves, try to get them to call some of those looks and get movement and have players responsible for the quarterback, for the dive, for the different elements of the RPO. Um, and really what it was, the hope was we could uh, try to limit the impact and, and potential explosives and try to make them drive the football and then change some groupings up and uh, use some different elements to, you know, try to just keep them off balance if we could. That drive was clearly one where they were able to execute over and over again, and um, you know not you know not having Marcus able to go uh, for a good chunk there, Davenport, and and then ultimately just those guys just wearing down. Kev, we just left them on the field way too much. We had the ability to stay, sustain drives via the a lot of the night via the play pass, and you know you know winning some matchups in that secondary, but didn't run the football well enough. I knew it would be tough. Uh, being down some guys, but that's a really good front over there, and you don't want to have to play that style against them, especially when you're turning the football over. But the urgency started to pick up once we were down two scores. Do you think that's been a common theme when you're running games, you know, the running game? Tampa front. That's not to me. To me, that's we've got to do a better job. We've got to do a better job coaching it. It's on me. You know, well, we've got to go back to work and find ways to run the football, whatever personnel groupings we feel like give us an advantage. Um, it's it's just we've got to get more uh, connectedness up front. We've got to be able to attack you know certain fronts when when looks present themselves, and and just continue to hunt to be efficient because it's not a it's not a good formula, especially when you're putting the ball on the ground. But it's not a good formula to have to play um, like that when as confident as I am in our pass game, um, it's just not going to sustain. Kevin, that pass game, you talk about just how impressed were you with Kirk tonight, the way he was able to take punishment. Yeah, I thought just his decision making, his ability to see the field. I mean, there were some unique coverages to Justin going on out there, and he was able to, you know, assess and 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 use some of those play pass snaps to be aggressive with his arm when we could protect him a little bit. But even then, um, you know, a lot of times when you're not running it well, those same play pass protections they mirror the run game in a lot of ways. And and he was standing in there. Um, thought he was just tremendously tough. Uh, ran the you know those two minute drives to get us back into the game and at least give us a swing. Had an onside kick that didn't work out, but um, just really overall uh, uh, you, for coming here, playing the way he did under those circumstances, um, I do know this: Kirk Cousins played absolutely well enough for us to win the football game, and uh, I think there's a lot that he can pull out of it, and I know his teammates felt it as well. Along. Along those lines, Justin's first two games have been pretty spectacular. Yeah, he's. I mean, and, and it's a great point because if the the coverages that he's seeing, uh, the amount of times he has. I mean, even on the, 
even on the throw where he does fumble at the pylon, that's him beating another double team and Kirk finding him. Um, some of the plays over the middle, he's fearless. And a lot of times when you're facing shell coverage, double teams, you're going to have to be willing to go into some traffic over the middle. Um, his detail, his technique, his fundamentals, and then just his sheer competitiveness. Um, I think it's showing up a little bit with uh, guys like KJ and Jordan. Jordan with another big play on a third and long, kind of a la um, what happened in week one. Um, TJ showed up great tonight. Um, I just, I, I, I'm excited about, you know, what Justin has really become and his overall football understanding of how he's being defended. Um, I don't know if I've seen anything like it. How much do you have prioritized situations and ball security? Just how difficult is it to sort through, like, these first two games and that overall margin? Yeah, to me, the, uh, you know, it's number, it's number one on our football philosophy. Um, you know, we talk about it a lot. We have meetings about it, uh, weekly meetings. Uh, it's all about the ball is how we talk about it. And, you know, to a man in that locker room right now, it is an easy thing to tell them after starting the season out how we have um, combined losing by nine points in two games, but losing almost having your scoring differential be the same as your turnover margin is not something that you ever want to, you know, preach as a positive. But if I do know that that locker room's confident, they, I do know that uh, you get what you emphasize with them. So my anticipation is if we make ball security the living, breathing way that we talk and walk about every, everything in our building, uh, it will improve. And that's what my hope is, and that's on me. Um, and, and our coaching staff to emphasize it minute to minute, hour to hour, how we practice, and ultimately uh, start seeing it show up on Sundays. Kevin, do you feel like with the offensive line you have enough options to get through in the building, or is that something you need to go look outside at? I'll definitely, you know, we'll get with uh, we'll get with Quace and his staff, and and we'll, you know, I, I do I do believe we're going to be down. Oh, we're going to be out. Uh, Early's going to be out for a while, um, which is incredibly unfortunate with the amount of reps that he had in training camp. Um, Garrett's, you know, progressing. Um, Austin stepped in there tonight, uh, and then hopefully Christian was close enough that maybe we can project we have him. But I think we're always looking at ways um, to to solidify not only uh, certain position groups but our whole football team. If there's ways we can do that um, to competitively attack this thing, we'll take a look at it. But I do have a lot of confidence um, in our guys. Uh, but clearly, we've got to do something a little bit. Uh, differently and, and, and really focus on how to run the football better um, to help our pass game and, and, and how we're going about moving it. Last two, what's, what's the most effective way to use these 10 days, the extended break between Yeah, and... we, we, uh, we asked a lot out of the players the last three, four days coming off of a really physical game against Tampa. And then, you know, tonight was, was physical as well. Um, so we'll, we'll let those guys uh, take a few days, make sure we get our recovery. We're not going to get back till very, very, uh, you know, early this, you know, tomorrow morning, um, we'll let them get some time away uh, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But as a coaching staff, we've got some work to do uh, to ultimately take a look at really an inventory of eight quarters where, you know, how do we get better in all three phases? I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where we can focus on as a staff uh, to play more complimentary football, which we have not done up until this point. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can uh, continue to build each other up, but you know my hope is that our team stays confident. We recognize exactly why we've lost some of these games and or both of these games, and and have a really focused, centered mindset uh, to fix those problems. Kevin, what do you think um, that Jordan Addison's kind of just yeah. become an instant deep threat for you? He's uh, you know really both of his touchdowns now have kind of come on looks where 
you know, he's able to get behind the defense with his explosiveness, but then he's also catching, you know, some balls underneath. He's catching and running. Um, his versatility kind of pairing with JJ and KJ and TJ and, uh, you know, Josh and some of the 12s. And um, I thought, uh, you know, he just continues to show up. He's growing every single time he steps on, steps on the grass in our offense. And I'm really proud of where he's at right now. But um, I think Jordan would be the first one to tell you hey, there's, there's things that he can improve on, um, just like everybody else on our team, coaches included. And it, it all starts with me. And we've got to uh, do that here over this next 10 days or so and uh, show up to U.S. Bank Stadium against the Chargers and try to get our first win. Thanks, guys. Now, the Vikings offensively um, had Christian Derrissaw active, but he didn't play. Ole Udo started. Ole got knocked out of the game, and hopefully things are okay with him. He, he left on a cart. Uh, David Quessenberry, who's new to the team, he came in near the end. Austin Schlopman starting for Garrett Bradbury. That obviously does not aid what? Would you say the, the running game maybe? No, I, I, mean, I don't know if it aids. It definitely affects the running game. But, you know, early on, that first drive um, – we had both Ezra Cleveland, you know, and Ed Ingram have issues uh, getting beaten. That that ended that first drive you know, prematurely. Uh, Schlotman got blown up and and uh, pushed in back and into a submarine bootleg. I mean, so the middle of our offensive line, it, it, there's a stoutness problem there. Yeah, granted, you know, you're playing a good defensive front in Philly, but we've got to find a way to anchor those three guys up front and. Uh, you know, stop with these lost yardage plays and turnovers. Receiving touchdowns for the Vikings included two by T.J. Hawkinson. Jordan Addison scored for a second consecutive week. Uh, he finished with three catches, 72 yards, and a TD from 62 out. K.J. Osborne also scored. All those passes came from the right arm of Kirk Cousins, who finished 31 of 44 for 364 yards, no picks, and those four TDs. Here's Kirk following the game. All right, a tough, tough loss. Um, you know, solid opponent. Um, uh, you know, shot ourselves in the foot with the turnovers. Um, similar story now. The first two weeks in that in that case, I'm sure that's been said a lot to you guys now post game, but it, it ought to be. And um, it's difficult to win in this league when you you know lose a turnover battle by one, let alone by the margin we've lost it by. So um, uh, you know, we got to fix those mistakes and uh, not let it continue. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously proud of the way guys fought, um, continue to feel like we have, you know, guys who can make plays and, and be explosive and make this offense go. And, um, you know, Kevin's going to give us a lot of opportunity to do that. So, um, we're going to call a lot of guys numbers and, um, yeah, I guess that's really all I have to say. So take any questions yet. Well, yeah, I think it's a combination of, uh, you know, I was still getting, you know, protection to be able to, to get through the progressions. And I think, uh, you know, guys did a good job winning in their man coverage matchups or their match coverages. And, uh, you know, Kevin and the staff did a good job of, uh, you know, getting number one, number two open. So I wasn't having to sit in there too long. And, um, um, you know, it's just a combination. You know, the, the O line did a good job. You know, mixing up a, the, the snap count, trying to stay disciplined there. And um, you know, there are a lot of moving parts when you go on the road. So, um, you know, outside of the turnovers, felt like we did did a lot of good things. How confounding just is the turnover? Have the turnovers been for you to see so many so early? Yeah, yeah. I think you look at uh, 
each one as its own entity and you kind of look at it, well, why did that one happen? And, and is there a pattern? And in some cases there isn't. You know, if Justin is going out of bounds at the five yard line, he's not reaching, right? He's reaching because he thinks he has a chance there on the half yard line. So um, that one's kind of its own entity. And then you have, you know, uh, the sack fumble where I'm saying, okay, how was that one happening? Well, you know, I got to keep two hands on the ball as, as much as I can as a passer. It's hard because you're, you know, pulling your hand back, but, you know, going back to two hands on the ball as much as possible. So each one is its own entity and, um, and we just have to have to address them each that way. Rick, on the, on the sack fumble, it looks like you had to take a couple of hitches there. Mm -hmm. Did you feel the defender coming around mm -hmm. the edge or did you, was that a surprise? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him, you know, I guess it's that old blind side, you know, um, term, but, uh, um, yeah. Kirk, why have you and Justin Bale been be so productive even with other teams knowing that he's yeah. you know, Justin Jefferson? Yeah, so so they clearly do the way they, they cover him throughout the game. You know, they're very aware of where he is, and you can feel that and tell that. Um, you know, I think our coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for, for being very creative and, and uh, uh, intelligent, you know, with how to, how to use him. And then, um, you know, he's, he's – we try to take advantage based on coverage. So if, you know, sometimes he's not, I can't work him, you know, and I'm, I'm moving on. But there are other times where you say, you know, yes, they're, they're aware of him, but I still can, can make the throw. So try to take advantage when the, when the coverage allows it. Kirk, you talked about in the past Justin's ability to finish plays. Yeah. To see Jordan yeah. uh, make that deep catch and that then finish. Uh, yeah, what great does that line. say about him? It's a great question, great line. That was the first thing I said to him. When he came off the field on the sideline, I, I put my arm around him and I said, the finish is what I love. You know, you got a six points instead of running out, you know, with our red zone offense. And uh, it's tremendous. You know, if you watch his tape from college, he's catching post routes for Pitt. He's catching post routes for USC. Um, he's good at it. When he first got here, I told him I watched his tape, and that was what I saw. And he said, it's my favorite route. And he said it with a lot lower energy than I just said it now. Um, so uh, he's a very natural receiver. And that's going to show up in the way he runs routes, the way he catches the football, and the way he, um, after the catch, makes plays. Kirk, when KJ was wide open, what happened there? Um, when KJ was wide open, which one are you saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, good play design. Good play design. I liked the call uh, all week, and, and it had it on my favorites list. And uh, uh, it was great design. And, they just, um, you know, it's crossing patterns, so they have to decide whether we're going to pass it off or run with it. And I think they, on one side, decided to run with it, and the other side decided to pass it off, and then he, he's able to kind of sneak through. Kirk, you don't want to be saying it after two games in a row, but how do you kind of balance the, the urgency to fix the turnovers and get better with kind of some encouragement from the way your offense has been able to move the ball? Yeah, um, I think you evaluate all football games in that light where you say, okay, let's – we don't just look at it with one broad stroke brush and say, oh, we lost, that was bad, or we won, and that was good. You know, if anything, you have to avoid it when you win. You know, last year, I think it was a lot of times where we were winning, but you got to go back and be like, this isn't good enough. This isn't sustainable. And so there's a little bit of the opposite, too, when you lose, of saying, hey, I liked what you did here, I liked what you did here. But obviously, there's a, uh, you know, need to coach and fix things and, and be hard on ourselves, you know, anytime you lose. Kirk, on the You've talked about the, the ability to finish with Justin quite a bit too. Like yeah. He was oh yeah. Pretty hard himself on the sideline yeah. after that fumble. Yeah. Is that kind of one of those where you don't want to dissuade him from doing that, even if it's 
yeah. moment where you Well, you know, you have your, you, you know, when you talk ball security and fundamentals, you always say, you know, hey, don't reach for the end zone unless it's fourth down. And, and, and yet, players do it all the time and score a touchdown. And so, you know, we often joke that, you know, don't reach for the end zone if you're not going to score. Is kind of the is kind of the wink, you know. So it's tough, and the players are in, you know instinctual and in the moment. You know he's he's so aware of where he is on the field that you know he reaches for it. But I'm going to be hard on myself, right? I'm going to say, look, that ball shouldn't have stopped him. You know the ball stops him, so he has to go up and get it, and then has to pull through. What if I threw a perfect ball? And what if it had dropped right in the bucket? Maybe he runs in untouched. So again, going back to we don't even have to have that moment if I can throw a perfect pass and drop it in the bucket to him. You know. All right, thank you. All right, so you play on a Thursday, you go 0-2, you get the weekend off, then you get the L.A. Chargers a week from Sunday. What can you do during, yeah. like, that mini-buy, that self-scout? And do you even self-scout off two regular season yeah, well, games? Yeah, you, I mean, you can. I think that's what you do because you know exactly what the uh, Chargers are going to look at as film-wise, and that's the first two games. Um, you know, I one of the things you have to understand is that Cousins, the way he gets hit and how often he gets hit, Again, 44 pass attempts, two games in a row. So it's 88, 88 passes that he's attempted in the first two games. We have to find a way to take some of that pressure off of him and not have him in those dropback situations. I don't. I mean, I don't care. At a 35 years old, that's not that's not a recipe for success. You know, weeks 15 through 17, or weeks you know weeks 15 through 18 when we get toward the end of the season. So, um, yeah, you got to take a long look. You got a you know a couple extra days to figure out you know what's going on with Ole Udo and do you need to bring in another body? I mean, there's a lot going on here, uh, you know that needs to be figured out. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-28. Eagles two and zero, Vikings zero and two. For Pete Bursich, I'm Paul Allen from Philadelphia. That's the Vikings post game report at Vikings.com.